But today is all about predictions. Chloe herself can't can't make predictions as a current player, so she is going to be the mastermind. She's going she's going to set the terms. She's going to ask us the questions. We'll get to that in a, in a minute, but we're going to go through the practice games first. And I'll bring in Jordan. Jordan, thank you for for being here. Guys, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Thank you for coming in, Jordan, on your day off. Uh, that's all right. No, no, I haven't, uh, didn't have a whole lot better to do. Um, <laughs> and actually very excited for this. So, yeah, you gave me the, uh, the call up a couple of weeks ago and uh, I've been working on the predictions ever since. And I've got to tell you, I'm not confident in any of them. <laughs> oh, well, we're in, we're in trouble. Like, we're going to get probably 70, 80% wrong and get, get tweets. And... That's okay. That's okay. That's but part, that is okay. It, it generates learning. conversation yeah, exactly. and debate. And that's what we're about. But before we get to the predictions, as, as I mentioned, there are seven practice games on the weekend, the first of which you played in. Yes, Melbourne v Collingwood. Actually, a really good hit out. Um, hit out. Um, Melbourne were missing their um, dominant ruck, Lauren Pierce, but um, we won the clearances 30-7, to 7, which is a really positive sign for us. 30-7? Yeah, considering um, you know it's the first time that we've, um, I guess, had plays in their proper positions because we had matched him the match sim um, the previous week. So we had girls out of position and this week we had everyone in there, I guess, primary positions. And yeah, it was it'd take a, a lot of confidence away from that game. Despite losing Pont, like, you know, you could look at the game and be like, well, yeah, you know, you went down to Melbourne, but uh, I'm not too bothered by the scoreboard there. Um, a lot of positives and the coaches kind of just let us play and let us figure things out. So had a review yesterday and yeah, it was actually a, a really positive one. I thought you guys were, were really good. You guys kicked a lot of points in the first half, which I think is the reason why the scoreboard, you hit the post yes, yourself, Pond, didn't you? Yes, I kicked three points. You kicked three in points, the first quarter. You? Four, ended on four, hit the wow. post the last one. Yeah, I wasn't happy with that. So it could have been a Way huge Way to bring it up, day. Pond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I left at halftime to go to the Carlton game. But I noticed the key thing for me, your midfield was kicking butt, and Shiny Layton was bullying the Melbourne I don't know who the Melbourne Ruck was, but, but Shiny was like not only dominating physically, but like, Hit us to advantage every time. Well, I, the stat are thirty to seven, and yeah. that's off the ruck as well. Because obviously, the placement from them, yeah, she's like we are very pro Shani here, by the way. Yes, Jordan, you, you <laughs> have to be you <laughs> very have to be pro Shani. Yeah, fine. she she's awesome, and I spoke to her after, um, and yeah, she's taken a lot of confidence away from that, which is good because you know Shani already being um, a quality player and a, a competitor, you know. Have her on, you know, a, a high and a confidence high. And, yeah, I think she could be very unstoppable. So the final score in that one was Melbourne 38, Collingwood 24. Four of those six behinds coming from Seymour Uh Jordan, you were at the Western Bulldogs-Geelong game. What did, you, what did you make of that one? Yeah, correct. So um, it, it was a pretty interesting one. Um, the Dogs, really, the biggest thing that I noticed was how they've structured their forward line for this year. So uh, Nathan Burke has been really keen on just they're not sure if they're going to be super competitive, but the one thing they're, they're just not going to die wondering and they are just got super fit um, and they've structured the forward line. So they press up really, really high um, and then have everybody running back inside towards the goals. Um, and the Cats just got really exposed for speed. So I, I don't know whether like the, the scores is something you can take out of it, but like the scoring opportunities, like the Dogs are going to play some really exciting footy this year, I think. Um, I don't know whether it's going to translate to wins and losses, but every week they're going to be super fun to watch, I think. They were the highest scoring team of the weekend. They scored 59, defeating the Cats 47, high scoring affair. And they missed a lot of uh, gettable shots as well in, in a couple of quarters. I think they were 4-10 at one stage at three-quarter time. So, yeah. 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 I like what you said about the point about the, the score line because you can, you can take what you want from that, but they are practice matches. Um, so when you said that, I was like, yeah, definitely, because even we lost and no one 
full of confidence still despite losing. So, yeah, yeah you can take as much as you want from the scoreline and, you know, we didn't end up losing. But, yeah, come round one, it's just a whole different ball game. Yeah. How did you pull up, by the way? I didn't forget to ask. It was a pretty hot. I was I was getting sunburned just standing there. <laughs> how, how have you pulled up? Well, you get sunburned from the moon. That's true. <laughs> um, no, I pulled up really well. Um, I have a bit of a grass burn on my leg and everyone was calling me soft at the game. But if they actually looked at it, it's really sore. Um, it's really sore, guys. <laughs> um, but no, I put up personally very well. There's a couple of injuries. Um, so Alexander, if you haven't seen her makeup tutorial on AFL Women's Instagram, then you are sorely missing out. Um, she yeah split her eye, but she's fine actually. No concussion there. Um, Sarah Darcy. Sarah Darcy, she's fine. Yep. Um, she got she was checked out yesterday, but yeah, no. Our team's good despite the eye from Sophie Alexander, but. She, she's very funny with it. She wore um, the big radiator glasses yesterday <laughs> to training, so it was good. Uh, from the D side, what did you make of Daisy? I thought she looked pretty good out there. Yeah, kudos to her. For kind of, I wasn't sure what to expect. Um, obviously, I heard um, during pre-season that she'd had um, was a bit of a roller coaster for her, especially putting her body through pregnancy and then trying to come back to a pre-season. She, she looked really, really good out there. She, um, she sat back as a spare for them. So her and Birch um, ended up being spares somehow. Um, but she disposed of the ball well. And, yeah, probably not the Daisy Pierce that we once saw. But, I mean, when you <laughs> pop out two babies, I don't think it's very hard for your body to come back from that. But she, she ran out the whole game. She looked she looked really good. She didn't go through the midfield. She stayed as that backliner. But she got plenty of the footy. Hasn't lost that, that's for sure. There were five other games. Um, obviously, Physically, we couldn't get to all of them. I was at North Melbourne Carlton when North won 51-43. to And North kicked five goals in the first quarter to Carlton's nothing. And here I am sitting in the stands going, well, this is going to be a long year. <laughs> but from that moment forth, Carlton crushed them. They were clearly the stronger team, and it was just really interesting. I don't know whether North were resting players. I know Gillespie Jones and Ashmore sat out a quarter, and I'm not sure what they were really doing, but... Carlton, Carlton were the fitter, stronger team. Um, I got to, to listen to, to Harford after the game, and he sort of indicated that, that they were really happy with how the team was progressing in terms of fitness, which is which is good. Uh, I was really impressed with uh, Lucy McAvoy, who we're going to speak to later. Uh, she talks about her game as well. Her second half in particular, the third quarter started with her winning a clearance, just like bursting around the back of the stoppage. And as a Carlton fan, that was very exciting. She also took a contested mark in the goal square I in the did last see quarter. That on the Carlton highlights, very uh, strong. Nicholas Stevens, Taylor Harris, also real standouts, taking big marks, playing forward as well, which was interesting from Stevens, who's played her whole career down back. Mm-hmm. Um, from the north side of things, they were exactly what you would expect, being one of the stronger lists, stronger teams. Mm. And to me, because I was at this game and then I was at Richmond West Coast the next day, this was at a whole different speed. The North Carlton game was so much faster, so much more clean, so much more speed of ball movement, including your game as well. I think those established teams are going to have that that ability to hit the ground running, whereas Richmond and West Coast, there was a lot of slow movement, a lot of fumbling. Um, and obviously, the conditions were exactly the same Saturday, Sunday. Mm. So, yeah. St. Kilda defeated Gold Coast 46-24. Didn't see any of that one myself. Anyone no, got any no, takeaways? At all. Unfortunately, I didn't get there. I watched Adelaide beat Fremantle while um, on the couch because they, they streamed that one. So kudos to, to the Dockers there for putting that oh, one on their thing. Thanks, guys. Make that easy yeah, for you. <laughs> great. Huge takeaway out of that one was uh, Van Hagen getting hurt for the Crows. She oh, will miss three to six weeks. That broke my heart to hear that. Yeah. Absolutely broke my heart. I was just 
praying that it was an ACL. So they've got how many players left? Uh, 24. 24. That's like one of the biggest things. Uh, I was talking to Sarah Hosking last week. What makes Adelaide a step above the rest of the competition was just their depth of their list. And like on any given day, you can beat any team. But uh, I mean, you can shut down a couple of players. But when it comes to that team, they're just like every single player in the park is unbelievable. Um, and with 24 fit players, <laughs> there's come, a lot of trouble. Come to 23, that's when you have to elevate a train on. It's crazy that so, they, they have 24 players and are not allowed to sign another player. Yeah. I mean, we spoke about it on the, on yeah. the last podcast. You don't want teams to get into crisis mode before they're allowed to bring someone up. So, yeah, all the best for Van Hagen and for, look, touch wood that Adelaide have no more injuries because oh, yeah. it would uh, really we'll, suck for them. We'll get to the predictions of whether those injuries have affected them later. Um, but they still won their game 52-35 and looked very impressive. Cara uh, Antonio, I think, was the key takeaway for me for, for the Dockers. She was really injured last year, played with a lot of niggles. She was awesome. And if she's back to her best, watch out with this Fremantle team. Richmond defeated West Coast 51-23. We were both there, Chloe. Um, you'll play West Coast in round one. Any initial thoughts on, on how they play? Um, I, speaking on behalf of Colin, I mean, they are going to be a very strong side. I mean, they've kind of got nothing to lose. Um, but everything to prove being an expansion side. So you can take what you want from the game, but, you know, it's the same as if someone was watching the Collingwood, like we, that wasn't our full strength and our best. And I don't think probably we'll see teams, um, you know, reach their best until maybe a couple of rounds in. But yeah, so, I mean, there's a couple of good players, you know, Dana Hook is one that stands out all the time. Um, I think maybe if we can shut down her impact on the game that, um, it'll help us win those clearances in, in the midfield because they do rely on her a lot because she is an experienced midfielder and she's a very classy player. Um, so we'd probably be looking to shut down her. And Yeah, I mean, I don't want to give away too much, um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think I, I take also confidence from that game that the style that the new Collingwood want to play is is a style that could um, beat the structure of, of West Coast. But like I said, they're going to put up a very good game round one, um, undoubtedly, because it's round one, the hype, the excitement and everything like that. So, yeah, I, I'm i not sitting here saying that we're going to win that game because um, it'll be a very good head out, but I do take a lot of excitement into that. I think what Collingwood are doing, what we're doing um, inside our four walls is, is something that, yeah, will be, it's like a steam train. So <laughs> I'm excited. From a Richmond point of view, they were quite impressive. Um, Katie Brennan played exclusively in the middle, which was interesting. I assume that'll still be the case when Conti returns. Well, she still, KB still managed to get points on the board from the midfield. Mm. Um, do you know how much she ended, how many goals she ended up with? I remember watching one I bit think of play. It was two. Yeah, one, as a midfielder. Mm. And I remember one bit of play, she had two opportunities on goal as a midfielder. So she's, yeah. Really, I guess, she's taking Richmond on her shoulders. She there. won, like, the first four clearances. She did very, very well. Very, very well. Frederick played as the deepest forward. Courtney Wakefield and Taylor Stahl, I thought, were impressive, playing forward for, for the Tigers as well. Bernardi, always impressive. Phoebe, Phoebe Monaghan impressed me as well, off halfback for the Tigers. She's very composed. Yeah. More composed than I've ever seen her. So, a lot of talent there for Richmond. We'll have to wait and see whether they can put it all together. Um, obviously, missing their best midfielder in uh, Conti. GWS beat Brisbane thirty-seven to three. In I, I didn't see any of this game. I don't think any of us did. It was streamed, but it was early in the morning. Jordan, did you catch any? No, of it? I didn't catch any of it. But it's just really hard to predict what either of those sides are going to be. Um, especially Brisbane, obviously losing a lot of great players. It's just uh, I don't think they have found their identity yet, and I don't think you're going to find it until a few rounds into the season. But it's so hard to take anything out of these practice games, especially with uh, these sides that are completely new look. 
this is the interesting thing with Brisbane. Their, their forward line in the first year when they made the grand final, Harris, Frederick, McCarthy, Wooshner, Ashmore. Four Incredible. of the five that you just named aren't there. And the other yeah. one was struck by lightning. I yeah. know. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry to laugh, Woosh, but the odds of that happening, I, it was, I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe the headline when I read it. I mean, and I hope she recovers well. I think she's recovering I hope well. So. But that's just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. But think about that. They had the best forward line in the comp, and now they're either all gone or they've been struck by lightning. <laughs> like, that's insane. <laughs> Anyway, uh, it it is insane, and they're probably going to be the hardest team to predict this year out of the non uh, non new sides, like the the established sides. They're probably the hardest one to get a, a read on. Um, I, I did chat to uh, Sarah Black about this beforehand. Uh, Alice Parker looked incredible, apparently for the Giants. I think she's one that's going to really take a step up this year. I'm very excited about Alice Parker. She actually features in one of my predictions. Ooh, wow! 